Good morning. My name is Richard Wexler. Welcome to episode two of Elder Ed, an understanding of the complexities of aging and care. So for a quick recap, why are we doing this and who am I? About 18 years ago, my wife and I living the quote-unquote normal life, married later, two small kids, get three phone calls, wind up taking care of three of our parents, and by the time we're done, we're taking care of all four of our parents on an unbelievable journey that lasted 14 years. So started a company that I call Points of Life many, many years ago, have educated thousands of people about these complexities and wanted to start this podcast to achieve a goal of education, to make aging and care easier for the aging person, the person that's getting older, and all of those around that individual. We also want to assist the elder care industry in really getting a better understanding of aging and care. And we feel that's going to help the average person out there, and it's going to certainly benefit the industry. Our format, again, will be with you weekly. We're also going to set up an email, which I'm going to tell you about later, where you folks can make comments, give us suggestions, and ask questions about this issue. So, as we talked about in our first episode, whether we like it or not, we're an aging nation. We have approximately 109 million people per the AARP that are 50 and older. And that number, obviously, is growing. This issue is complex. This issue is broad. So how are we going to address this? I mean, you're going to hear me talking about this. We're going to start bringing on a guest or multiple guests in the weeks to come to talk about all aspects of this issue, which I'm going to outline in a minute. But, you know, we'll, we'll be looking at these issues as the way that typical average person that lives in this country should. What information, what education does that individual need to better understand these issues as they age? You know, what is the elder care industry currently doing to really understand this issue of aging, this issue of care, and how it affects the average person out there and those around that individual. And how is the elder care industry currently communicating all these issues to those people? And then 
what should the elder care industry be doing differently to really understand this and really be able to communicate this in an extremely diligent way to the folks in this country? And what should that average individual be doing with this education? Why should they get this education? To really help them better address aging and care. The more you know about something, it's not going to be easy, but it'll be easier. The effect on them and the effect on those around them. So we're going to address throughout our podcast and probably more issues than this, but we're going to start with about 11 subject issues. First, the plan. We'll talk more about that. Second, professionals and elder care. Third, employers and employees working and dealing with this issue. Fourth, all the medical pieces around aging and care. The fifth issue, what I call after the hospital. Six, care. What is it? Seven, one of the biggest questions, the cost of care. Eight, technology and elder care. Nine, all the different ways to pay for care. Ten, life as it moves to an end. Palliative care, hospice care, funeral. And then issue number 11, what I call still living. And as I said, there are probably going to be more issues. Some of those may come from the emails that you folks send us. And we're going to talk for a few minutes about these different 11 areas and who you are and your age may determine how you look at this and do you look at it differently. I've mentioned I've done a lot of education, both in person, online, through Zoom, etc. I one time had a meeting where I had one person in my audience that was 16 and another person in my audience that was 106. And I've had all the ages in between. Is this important to a 16-year-old? Yes. Grandma, who's 85, something happens to her. That 16-year-old's parents who are, let's say, in their 50s, start altering their life to take care of grandma. That goes right down the chain to grandchildren, whether they're in their 30s, their 20s, their teens, whomever it may be. So do we need to educate people that young? Yes, we do. If you heard me talking in episode one, I got married later, had kids later, 
My kids were 11 and 7 years old when this 14-year journey started taking care of all four of our parents. I want people to think about who's in their life. Do they have a mom? Again, irrespective of age, do they have a mom? Do they have a dad? Do they have in-laws? Do they have grandparents? Do they have great-grandparents? Do they have a close aunt or uncle? How many of these people are over 50? And hopefully they're doing fantastic. Will that always be the case? Unfortunately, probably not. As we age, stuff, whatever stuff may be, just happens. So what I'd like to do now is kind of go back and talk a little bit more about these 11 subject matters. First, the plan. I hate to say it, but in all the time I've been educating people, about 99% of the people I've worked with don't have a plan. They've never talked about this. The subject is not fun. I get it. They'd rather talk about almost anything. And those 99%, and I can back up these numbers, deal with this in crisis. That was my wife and me. I've been telling people for all these years, don't follow my example. Get ahead of it. That's going to be a huge area that we talk about. And one of the subsections within the plan is what I call the family conversation. What is it? How do we start it? Who's involved in it? We're going to go through all of that. Second, professionals and elder care. You may have heard me talk about on episode one, a lot of people that think, you know, that are in the periphery of elder care. I'm not involved in elder care. Yes, you are. Are you a financial planner? Are you a state planner? Are you a CPA? Are you an insurance broker? All of these people, whether they realize it or not, are involved in elder care. We're going to talk in a few minutes about the cost of care. It's really expensive. So starting with that financial planner and the financial plan and making sure that we start saving not only for retirement, but what's going to happen if stuff happens. Area number three, employers and employees. That's where I was in the corporate world when all this happened 18 years ago. One of the first things I did was go to my company's website to see what did they offer to help their employee. What I found, zip, nothing. There was nothing to help. I was on my own. In all the years I've been doing this and all the employers that I've educated, big number again, 
I would say that 98% of companies out there do not have anything to help their employees with this issue, especially if they're, they're the employees that are t- helping or taking care of someone in their family and trying to balance that work-life scenario. Item number four, the medical pieces. We need to do a better job of helping the people at your local doctor's office, the nurses, the doctors, the staff, understand aging and care and its effect on all their patients. It's sad to say most don't. And then if you move to a hospital, nurses, case managers, social workers, discharge planners, I've worked with a lot of them. And unfortunately, they don't really get it. So we're really going to do a deep dive from an educational standpoint into that issue. Number five, what I call after the hospital. 85-year-old mom fell. She broke her hip. She got through surgery. Anesthesia hopefully didn't have a bad effect on her. Now what? Where's she going? What are the options? And do the people in the hospitals, as I was just talking about, really understand the options for grandma when she's discharged? We're going to make sure that hospitals really understand this. That communication between the hospital and the person they're discharging and their family needs to be robust. Number six, care. What's care? What is that four-letter word? What does it mean? Is it the actual physical care? Does care encompass other stuff? Like going online and looking for resources? Yes. And so we're going to define care. What is it? Where is it? Who provides it? How does it work? It's a big issue. We're going to look at the cost of care. Probably one of the biggest issues out there. What does this stuff cost? And I hate to tell folks it's not cheap. And all it's going to do is get more expensive. That's why I want young young folks understanding that, yeah, maybe 50 years before they get to the point themselves, but we've seen a lot of situations where a family is looking up and down the chain as to who can help mom, dad, grandma with the cost of care. Number eight, technology. We're going to look, there's some fabulous technology out there. It will also help with the cost 
of care. We're going to deep to do a deep dive into this area and look and see what is out there that could be advantageous for that individual in your life. We're gonna look at all the ways to pay for care. What's really sad, when I ask someone in the elder care industry to tell me all the different ways to pay for care, they may tell me three, four ways. There's more than 10 different ways and add technology on top of that. We all need to know that. Item number 10, life as it moves to an end. That's a really, really tough subject area. We're talking palliative care. What's that? We're talking hospice. What's that? We're talking the funeral. We're talking burial. We're talking cremation. What do these things cost? We're going to take a deep dive into that. And then item number 11, still living. You're the younger loved one of the older loved one that just passed. You're the spouse. You're the partner. Your life moves on. How do you deal with that? Who should be helping you? What does that look like? We're going to take, again, a robust look into the area of still living. And as I've talked about, there are going to be more issues on top of this. But I want you also to think about your own life. Do you still have older loved ones? Have they already all passed? But do you have friends? Are you working? Do you have a coworker? Do you have teachers? Are you the teacher? This may sound crazy, but are you a delivery person that may be taking packages to Mrs. Jones's house and you know that she's in her 80s or beyond? Are you a religious leader? As we've talked about before, are you a doctor? Are you a nurse? Are you a dentist? Are you a chiropractor? Are you basically anyone who makes contact with others? How can you help? What should you be looking for? Should you get involved? Should you engage with someone else? Or do you just stay in the background? Deep subjects that we're going to look at. And as I've talked about before on episode one, how does all of this affect society? The economy, Are people going to have to leave jobs to take care of other people? Yes. This is going to have a large effect. So as I mentioned, we're going to start bringing in other guests, 
hopefully our first guest next week. We're going to start with the first subject area, planning, the plan. I also want to mention and give you the email that I was talking about so you can send comments, questions, suggestions, etc. We will look at them all. We will address those at the latter part of each episode. The address is, you have a pen, elder ed2023 at gmail.com. That's E-L-D-E-R-E-D-2-0-2-3 at gmail.com. Please send us an email. Please ask us the questions. Are you already caring for someone? Are you concerned about caring for someone? Are you thinking about this could happen to you down the line? Are you working and concerned about how am I going to balance my job and take care of mom, dad, grandmother, whomever it may be? Once again, my name is Richard Wexler. This is Elder Ed understanding the complexities of aging and care. And until we speak again, have an awesome day.